something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wild Card on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Is love worth fighting for? Well, I mean, obviously, yes. But today we are turning our attention to the ongoing war in Ukraine, We are not political pundits, and nor are we experts in humanitarian crises, but we are here to talk about what we do know, which is the power of love and why we all deeply care about our fellow human beings. I'm Sarah Wendell. I'm Alicia Rye, and welcome to Love Struck Daily, where we bring love stories to your ears every single day. You know, it can be really hard to watch something so devastating happening and see so many pieces of it live. And yet at the same time, there is a feeling of recognition when you see someone who can instantly identify what is truly, absolutely, without question, important and pursue that for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I have so much empathy and horror for what is happening in Ukraine. Yeah. And without downplaying what's happening, We have some love stories, some hopeful stories. Yeah. And I think it's really important in dark times to remember that love is such a strong emotion and it will prevail in in whatever way. You know, the the arc of justice, you know, it bends. The arc of history bending towards justice? Right. Yes. That's what I meant. The arc of history does bend towards justice. So it just takes a little bit of time sometimes. It's not a straight line. And so- no. But you wish but, it would hurry the hell up. But no. I know, I know. And I mean, this is it is so tragic to see so many terrible, inhumane acts. You know, it's it's just 
hard, but there are acts of love during this time. Yep. We have traveled this way before and there is much to be learned. Yeah. And, you know, there is courage in fighting for what you love and that's worth celebrating. So we'd like to yes. do that while still acknowledging how hard and serious this is. And this is a topic we've touched on before. We've talked about love stories in the Holocaust. We mm-hmm. have talked about queer relationships at times when those were forbidden, illegal or both. Mm-hmm. And this is this is not the same. But like you said, love prevails. So yeah. are you ready for some love stories? I'd love to. Yeah. Our research team has found so many incredibly inspiring stories of people finding love and moments of connection in a war. You might have seen some of these pictures, and we will put links in our show notes. But there are several people who have gotten married and then immediately turned around and gone to fight. Mm. And for me, that sort of captures, like I said, the boiling down to the essentials. I love you. I love my home. I will commit to you. I will commit to my home and we will mm-hmm. fight together. Yeah. That is not a position I've ever personally been in, but having gone through the COVID pandemic, I also understand life is very short and it helps to really identify what it is that you value most in your world. So there are two Ukrainian soldiers who got married on the front line. Mm. She wore camouflage and he carried a rifle and they'd been together for 20 years. But the conflict spurred them to get married because they literally don't know what will happen tomorrow. And that was covered on CTV and the BBC. Many, many people have seen the pictures of their on-the-front-lines marriage. Another couple chose to get married in the church they wanted because they just wanted to be together. And as the priest was conducting their ceremony, they could hear air raid sirens going off. And they hoped to have a more celebratory ceremony in the future, When Ukraine is free, I hope they have the biggest, most joyous party they can imagine. I, when I read this story, I thought it was so striking to me. I mean, I'm planning my wedding now and in a different, you know, time and place pretty much. And one thing that they, that it covered in the story was that the couple had planned to get married on May 6th and celebrate at a restaurant with a very, very cute terrorist, the bride said. And they had to scrap that, of course. And and they were it was just gonna be them and the river and beautiful lights and of course that all changed once the assault started. Yeah. And they had to they got married in the church and after that they're going to the local territorial defense center to see what they can do, which is a very mm-hmm. different celebration than what they initially yeah. planned on. I do not speak Ukrainian, but I do want to give an attempt to say their names so they're just not anonymous people out in the world. These are real, these are real people. And that's uh, Yarina Arieva and her partner, Sviatslav Fursin. And if you speak Ukrainian and I have just done a terrible job, I apologize to you. This couple, they got married in a bomb shelter while the invasion from Russia was happening right around them. And They ate traditional Ukrainian bread in one of many underground shelters that had turned into a maternity ward, wedding venue, and general area of asylum and protection Mm. overnight. She did have a bouquet, and the Independent had pictures of her bouquet, and it is so beautiful. One thing I love about this picture is the people around them are so invested in their moment. Mm. And it must be really... It must be really something to 
to say, all right, we have the bread, we have the bouquet, we have all of the parts of the wedding. Notwithstanding the fact that we're being attacked, this is our wedding. Yeah. And we will find happiness together. Another story that our research team found was a couple who got married in the United States before the wife headed back to Ukraine to defend her home country and left her new husband in Chicago until he can join her. Now, she has asked that her name not be publicized so that she can be safe. And their wedding gifts included medical supplies for her to bring. Her parents are sheltering in a parking garage, and her new husband has to wait till his visa comes through to join her there. I cannot imagine wanting to get married and not wanting your name to be published because it makes you a target. Yeah. And it's it's really... This story is so striking to me because she said at one point that she has to go because there's no other choice and the husband didn't want want her to go on her own. Unfortunately, he has to wait for his visa to come through. So she's going to go on to Poland and then Ukraine. Yeah. And I don't believe he's Ukrainian. He's American. Yeah. One thing that I I found really remarkable about this is they didn't really plan to marry right now. And so before, before their marriage, she post asked for advice in her neighborhood Facebook group of where can we get married quickly? And someone offered their backyard up. And so they got married in the backyard of a stranger, literally just to get it done. I mean, that is remarkable in its act of kindness to just say, I don't know you, but yeah, you, you need to go clearly and, you have to get this done beforehand. And then everybody's wedding gifts of medical supplies, masks, other items for her to take back from her, with her. I mean, that is yeah. not, again, the wedding that they probably planned for, or the life they planned no. for, but the fact that they wanted to celebrate it first is just so moving. Yeah. Alicia, why do you think it's important to focus on stories like these during a crisis? Because I think it is really important. In times of darkness, to know that there is light out there and to know that there is hope. Because without that, like, what are you fighting for? And moreover, it's very easy, I think, especially with media coverage, to forget that these are people because you see Mm -hmm. buildings, you see rubble. Well, that was someone's home. That was someone's office. Right. One of the interviews that moved me the most was a woman saying, you know, I had a perfectly ordinary life in Kiev. I went to coffee with my friends and I worked in media and my friend was an art director. We're perfectly ordinary people. And now she lives in a tent on the border of Poland because that's the safest place for her and her friends to be. And mm. it's very easy to lose sight of the people when something goes horribly, horribly wrong but there are always people and there's always love. And like you said, in the darkest times, we want to celebrate that. Alicia, we have some ways to support Ukraine and get involved during this crisis. Mm -hmm. Our research team has been fabulous in helping us find options to lend support. One thing I did learn when I was doing research for my own post about Ukraine is that if you can make a regular gift to an organization Even if it's a small amount, Mm -hmm. the regularity of the gift is the gift. Right. Even if you can only give $20 a month, $10 a month. Yeah. The fact that the organization can take that money and know that it's coming in every month is an enormous gift. Mm -hmm. So consider that when you look at what to do. If you think, oh, I need to make a big, big donation. No, No. a, a monthly commitment means so much to an organization and then they will take your donation and stretch those dollars into ways that you could not imagine. So what are some of the ways that people can get involved 
to support Ukraine during this invasion and this crisis? Well, Save the Children is specifically helping children in Ukraine. The Ukraine Crisis Relief Fund through Global Giving is distributing to Ukrainian organizations. So it's a uh, sort of umbrella organization that then goes out and gives it to smaller organizations who may not have that kind of fundraising power. The Ukrainian Red Cross, of course, is aiding evacuations, providing food and shelter. And World Central Kitchen, which I am a huge supporter of, I donate to them. Chef Jose Andres is in charge of that. And he goes all over the world. His organization goes all over the world. They were in Puerto Rico. They were in uh, anywhere there's a disaster and they provide meals in those disaster areas. I love his restaurants because I always feel like, well, at least I'm if I eat there, I'm, I'm giving something back to World Central Kitchen. And, and it's a fantastic, fantastic place. Uh, and Vostok SOS, uh, again, I'm sorry if I'm butchering that, but Vostok SOS is a Ukrainian-based NGO that is providing aid in the area. Chances are in your area, there is also local uh, refugee relief organizations and mm-hmm. mutual aid foundations. And certainly there are people who are already near you doing work who would love your help. So if you can, please, please help as much as you want and as much as you can, because every tiny little bit helps overall. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a, a, a tough episode. This was a hard one to, to do. Um, and I got choked up several times. Yeah. What is your love to go for this one? You know that old Mr. Rogers quote about looking for the helpers in tough times? Like, I feel like it gets trotted out. I, I am from Pittsburgh. He literally was my neighbor. Yes, exactly. Look for the helpers was something that Fred Rogers said to children, for mm. children to look for the adults who are helping. Mm-hmm. We are the adults mm-hmm. and we can help. We are the helpers. All of yeah. us are the helpers. Yeah. That's also my love to go. You do need that. You have to look for the helpers and you have to look for love and hope in times yeah. of crisis. And it's okay to do that. It is okay to take a minute and say, well, at least this one good thing is happening in yeah. in a terrible, you know. Terrible situation. Because if you don't have that, it's it's almost like you have nothing. So don't feel ashamed for, for looking for good things in dark times. If you would like to email us your love story or a time when you found hope in a dark moment, we would love to hear from you. Email us at lovestruckdaily at frolic.media. You can find us at lovestruckdaily on Twitter and Instagram. Please leave a review Subscribe and tell your friends because we would love to deliver love and happiness to everyone's eardrums each and every weekday. Our researcher is Jesse Epstein. Our editor is Jen Jacobs. We are produced by Abigail Steckler and Little Scorpion Studios and Jillian Davis with executive producer Frolic Media. This is an iHeartRadio podcast. We wish you a safe and peaceful happily ever after today. <laughs>